Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So let's 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 start in on that because I'm sure whatever thoughts you and I have about this game, 27-14, the final score, the Texans lose to the Browns today. Whatever other thoughts we have will be embedded in these in these players we're about to name. Let's start with the positive. Is we, that gets harder and harder to do every week. John, are you yawning for effect right now, or are you yawning because I'm bringing stock up, or are you actually like somewhat tired right now? You yawned when I said four stock up. It's funny yeah, either way. I'm I'm yawning because I'm I'm tired. But yep. you know, covering this team is such a bore. And today was the last game that really was interesting. You know, yeah. even the Cowboys going to kill them. Even the Jaguars. It's so funny. Everybody thinks Jaguars turn a corner, then they get killed again. Everybody's talking about uh, Mike White, the Jets. They get beat. It, it's uh, so maybe they'll fool around and beat the Jaguars, but uh, right now today was the last game. Other than last, I'll be interested in the last game of the season because it's the last game of the season. Yeah, and you don't want them to be in a position to win it and perhaps screw up that first pick. And uh, so. Uh, I'm, uh, that's why I'm yawning. It's not you. Don't tell me. Okay. It well, I didn't think it was me. I just, it's the Texans. Yeah. No, no. I didn't think it was me. I thought maybe when I brought, t- cause you started yawning as soon as I said four stock up and that would have been funny to yawn as if to say, uh, yeah, four. Can we find, uh, 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 you're going to find four, Sean. Okay. Well, I'm struggling. I know me too. Me too. But that's why I let you go first, John. If you're struggling, I want you to go first and I'll deal with the fallout from it. What is your first stock up for this game today? Well, I've been searching and, um, and it's tough. I thought, well, Damian Pierce, but you know what? He had 18 yards rushing in the last three quarters. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm going with a guy that scored two points. Roy Lopez tackled Nick Chubb in the end zone for a safety that gave them a 5-0 lead. Lopez got hurt at the end of the game. And first time I've heard Lopez's name in a while and he got the safety. So Roy Lopez's stock is up. Okay, stock up on Roy Lopez. I like that. He was hurt at the end of the game, John? I didn't see that. Yeah, he got hurt. Lovey didn't act like it was anything bad, but he got into tent. Okay. All right, well, I don't like that. I like Roy Lopez personally, so I want to see him stay healthy. Um, all right, my stock up, John, is somebody that you um, you know and love, you're very fond of, and he was our guest on the post game show today. And he had what, if he were playing for a, an actual decent football team, what would have been a an early game-changing turnover for the Texans. But ultimately, we probably had a feeling the game was going to end up the way it did. But Jalen Petrie, the rookie safety, it was really, really good to see him, John, get back into the under the box score, making a play like that. He had the pick last week against Miami. They got called back because of a penalty. 
that pick really happened because of the penalty. So it's not as though Jalen Petrie made this great play, and then somewhere across the field there was some other penalty. He doesn't get that pick without that pass interference. But this was one where this he made this play, John. Like, he he made the decision. He took us through it on the postgame show. It was something he saw on film, and he saw he watched Deshaun's eyes, and he had a feeling when he saw the formation that this is where he was going to go with the ball. It was a classic reason why they drafted Jalen Petrie, just a completely cerebral, heady play. Um, and then able to secure the ball and make a, you know, get, get a, get a, a decent return out of it as well. Um, and he had 16 tackles today as well. Some of them were those tackles down the field where you just need someone to bring down a Nick Chubb or a receiver who's rumbling on yards after the catch, but he made some plays, some impactful tackles as well in this game. Um, so Jalen Petrie, John, who I, uh, I love dearly. He's a great kid. Uh, I was glad to see him have a good game today. He returned that interception, 29 yards, put him in position to score, and Pep Hamilton blew it with four of the worst plays I've ever seen. We'll get to that in a minute. It's interesting. Lovey Smith said, well, we moved him back to free safety. Well, at Baylor, he played around the line of scrimmage, and that's where he played his best. Now they've backed him up where he's going to have to make more open field tackles. But, you know, ordinarily I'd say they know what they're doing, but they haven't done much. This year it makes us think they know what they're doing. But, you know, Petrie is, has, up until these last two games, have been among the league leaders of defensive backs and missed tackles, which was not an issue with him in college. But I'm glad you guys put him out there. And uh, I'm thinking, let's see, there's got to be a second one. Uh, I'm going to say Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard together. Because number one, they did, Kyle Allen was not sacked. He was only hit two times. And you had Miles Garrett, who had one tackle for loss and one quarterback hit, no sacks. Jadavion Clowney had one tackle, one assisted tackle, no tackles for loss and no quarterback hits. And, uh, I was told by the Cleveland people he was really excited to play here. Mm. Problem for him is nobody realized he was playing here for the first time because it's all about Watson. Yep. But they did, uh, the two of them did a really good job of keeping Miles Garrett and Devion Clowney away from Kyle Allen, which is another reason Allen's performance was so bad. Yeah. It wasn't like he was getting hit and sacked a lot like nope. he had been. Nope, and, and even in the interior, too. I thought the offensive line did a pretty good job today uh, across the board protecting him, but those were the two high-profile matchups because of who the who the edge guys are for the uh, for the Browns. Um, hey, John, just to circle back to something you said there real quick about uh, Petrie and this change of free safety, you know, strong safety to free safety and how they're using him. I, honestly, like, I don't really care how any of these guys are being used or not used right now because none of these coaches are going to be here next year. You know, right. like it, it's, it, it's, and I'm not saying don't bring it up. I'm just saying like you, you bringing it up makes me think, cause I think it's a good point. Like, okay, is he being used properly? And then I'm going, these guys are all going to be gone in five games. Like I, you know, it's, it, it Lovey's opinion of what Jalen Petrie is doesn't matter one bit to me. Not a, not a single tiny bit. Um, my last stock up, John, this is not a player. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go a little different here. It's not even a coach. It's not even a front office executive. It's not even the mascot. It's not even the owner. It is the wife of the owner, Cal McNair. Did you see the video of Hannah McNair before the game that Albert Breer caught down on the field? I did not. Okay. Well, Deshaun Watson, I'll send it to you after we're we're done. 
Um, Deshaun Watson came out onto the field uh, in uniform, you know, to start warming up, you know, just loosen up. It's that, kind of that warm-up they do before they go back in the locker room and then come back out again. Yeah. And and Deshaun runs out onto the field, does a thing where he touches his chest twice and kisses his fingers and points at God because he's a God-fearing guy and whatnot. And then he starts sort of jogging to go get in line with his teammates to do stretching or whatever. And he sees Cal. He walks over to Cal. to sh- and Cal's, of course, standing with Hannah. Walks over to sh- shake hands with Cal. And as he's walking over to shake hands with Cal, Hannah McNair turns her back to him and just stands there. Not Didn't turn her back to start talking to anybody. <laughs> just turned around and would not face Deshaun Watson and snubbed him. Good John. for her. That's did what now, I said. Did, did he come over and Cal shook hands with him? Out briefly, like two seconds, yeah. shook hands, whispered something to him, and then Deshaun was on his way. But Hannah, Hannah was having none of it. It uh, was having none of it, and I love that. Good for Hannah. Yeah, I like that. So Hannah McNair, congratulations! You found your way into four stock up and four stock down on the Utopia Football Podcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the Tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, John, the easier part of this to do each and every week, four stocks down. Go ahead. First of all, it's got to start. It seems old because I did this last week, and then when I did the pregame with you and Seth, when you asked about who's got to improve, Mm -hmm. and I said Kyle Allen and Pep Hamilton, and both of them were awful. And uh it was on the get-go and interception on the first series. The opponent has as many points as the Texans on the first series of the game in all their games. And that was pick six. And of course, they have one touchdown. Davis Mills pass against uh, Philadelphia. But both of them are awful. They need to go back to Mills. They need to give that play call to anybody. I've been writing for the last few weeks, Ben McDaniels, the receiver's coach, give it to him. Maybe a little of his brother rubbed off on him. I don't know. But anybody, nobody could be worse. I saw one of Gary Kubiak's son's uh, client who's at uh, Cowboys. He was scouting, and I told him when he left, I said, ask your dad how much it would take for him to come back and call plays and play quarterback. No kidding. And <laughs> play quarterback. <laughs> Couldn't be any worse. No, it could not. It absolutely could not. Um so, John, uh, the, so was that Pep Hamilton or Kyle Allen or both that you just both used? Both of them. Right? They're a package. You, they're a package. They're deal. a package deal. Okay. So, so we need to we need to just point out once again, this isn't even a debate or a discussion or an argument. We, we this is just providing more detail because we would be remiss on this podcast not to bring up the most egregious sequence of play calling that Pep oh. Hamilton had. Oh. Two of them. Two of them back to back. One. The drive where the Texans worked their way into um, 
Browns territory that ultimately wound up with the first field goal of the game with the the three nothing lead. They had a first and thirty because of a, a Brevin Jordan face mask and a false start, I think, by Titus Howard. It was, and it was first and thirty at about the thirty-five ish yard line for the for the um, for the Texans and the Browns thirty-five yard line. Pep Hamilton runs the ball up the middle on first and thirty. It's second and 24. He runs the ball up the middle again, which I think is conservative and silly. But I go, okay, you know what? Kyle Allen's a shaky quarterback. This is a game where, at least early on, it's looking like your defense looks okay. And it's first and 30. You know, I, I could, I, I can see an argument for, you know, we're just going to run it three times, not put the ball in the air and, and just kick a field goal, you know, kick and a win 3 0. What's that? Win 3 0. Yeah, yeah, like just I could see I could see them setting that up. He runs it twice up the middle and then throws a fade into the back of the end zone. So oh. like what what you're telling me is you thought it was a good idea to go get eight yards when you have first and forever uh, to use two plays up to get eight or nine yards, it, just atrocious. And then that sequence doesn't even land in the same universe as them getting first and goal at the three or four yard line. Three. Up, at three. First and goal at the three. Up three nothing. You have a chance to go up ten nothing early in this game and really get the crowd in the game. You know? Um, I mean, think about what the booing for Deshaun would have sounded like at that point if you get a ten nothing lead in that game. And not only does he not only does he run four plays down there and not use Damian Pierce. He wasn't even on the field for the first three. He doesn't have him I on thought the, he was injured. He do, I did too. He doesn't even have him on the field. He passes the ball from the three twice. He runs Daria Gumbawale on third Good down. Good bye playing time most of the season. And now they're running him early in game. And then so it's fourth and goal from the one, and he calls a pass play to a rookie fullback who was a linebacker this time last year. Awful. Just John, he shouldn't have been allowed back on. Pep Hamilton, I'm getting so angry just talking about this again right now. I he shouldn't have been allowed back on the field after halftime. He should have. He should have had his headset taken away right then and there. What are you doing? I wrote it was his worst sequence of the season, which is saying something because he's had so many. I just don't understand it. And you could tell Lovey. He talked about, you know, we need to do better. Blah blah blah. We should have done this. Should have done that. But the fact is. Pep was probably the only person in that stadium who thought Damian Pierce should not touch the ball from the three-yard line one time. Crazy. Just absolutely, absolutely crazy. All right. So four stock up and four stock down. And you, and you just snagged Kyle Allen and Pep Hamilton, John. That's the, the, but they are packaged. I will give you that. They are a, uh, they're, they're a, uh, they're a package deal. I, you know what I'm going to, I know this guy had four catches in this game. Wait, he, I got another one. I get a second one. That's just one. Well, no, I didn't, did I give one yet? Did I? I thought you were talking about the play sequence. That was your first oh, one. Oh, you know what? Yes. I, no, I was just, I was just injecting more detail into the, you know, the, the, the one you gave, John, is the headliner. Like, other than Watson, and I'm not going to put Watson in here, but I think today was a stock down day for, for Watson probably. But yes, you know what? I will take your stock up, stock down, and I will, my stock down is the play calling sequence. So go ahead. You're next. That play calling sequence may have been, I, I can't remember everyone in Texans and Oilers history, of course, but I can't remember any that I thought 
were worse than that. When if Pierce had been on the field, they'd run him twice for one yard. Yeah. And then thrown an incompletion, then giving it to Pierce on fourth at the one he stuffed. At least you've gone with your best people and they didn't do it. And I thought, okay, maybe Pierce is hurt. I was sitting next to Mark Berman and I said, get your glasses and find Pierce down there. I thought he might be in a tent. He said, the blue tent's not up. I said, well, look, he said he's standing on the sideline and he's going in. So I'm like, what in the world? And, you know, after a game, Lovey's so tied up with the defense making calls. Yeah. He didn't know what Pep did, why Pep did it. You know, he should have a better idea on Monday. But that just, and you know, how do you explain that to Casario and the McNairs? I don't know. About why you did that. About why you did the thing you were talking about earlier. You know, it wasn't Pep's fault about Howard and Brevin Jordan, but still. It's indicative of just how bad this offensive offense is. <clears throat> and uh, let's see who I can pick for my second one besides Kyle Allen. And um, you know, they're you know it's weird. No sacks, no drop passes. Yeah, uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't have a lot of penalties. Those two hurt them on that drive, but I think they only had three the rest of the way. Um. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Excuse me, I guess. <clears throat> Sorry. That's okay. The pass rush, they had one sack by Ugbo Garanquo. They didn't have any from anybody else. You know something? When, when Watson threw that ball, we thought it was a fumble that Jerry Hughes picked up and ran. When I watched that replay, I didn't think he was trying to throw it. You know, he he brought it around and went down, and he wasn't trying. He was trying to pull it in, and he fumbled. And I thought Lovey might have called a timeout. Yeah, timeout there to let the, let let him look at it again. Yeah, right? it was yeah. inside two minutes. You can't challenge it, but if you call a timeout, and somehow maybe like you could at least look at it. Right. But uh, so I'm going to say, Lovey Smith, Lovey is going to get fired after one year. And I thought he at least should have, should have called a timeout there, hoping that they might have looked at it because, uh, you don't, to me, you don't just give it up. Did you watch the replay? I did. I, I did. He, his arm went all the way through. He didn't throw the ball. It went all the way through and then hit the ground. Yeah. I, I, I did. I, I was hoping at least Lovey would call a, excuse me, would call a timeout there. I, you know, I think it's interesting, John, just in doing this podcast with you since, since training camp is that, um, is there, there was a point early in the season where probably some of the Lovey Smith firing stuff was coming out of the woodwork and uh, you were adamantly, adamantly didn't think Lovey Smith would get fired. And I think there were a lot of people that agreed with you at the time. Like there's no way they would fire a, a, kill, a there's no way they would want to have two one and dones back to back. And then somewhere along the way, fairly recently for you, it was if he, if they keep playing like this, he, he will. If they get keep fired. getting embarrassed. They keep getting embarrassed. Go. And now, now we are at the stage where you just said the words, Lovey Smith is going to get fired at the yeah. end of the year. They're going to clean house. So yeah. After the Eagles game, they had a chance in the fourth quarter. It was respectful. The Giants game was respectful. And then the next two against Washington and, and, uh, uh, Miami were just pathetic. Yeah. And so that's why I thought he's going to get fired. Now they couldn't sell this to the fan base. I don't know how they could sell it to the sponsor. You know, if they hired Tamiko Ryan's drafted Bryce Young, although 
I had a friend of mine who stood next to Bryce Young last year at the Super Bowl sent me a picture about how small he is, not just small, but frail. You know, he's barely 5'10", not six foot, and he like weighed 185. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's going to, he'll go, his agent will have him on a humongous eating program <laughs> before he gets to the combine so he can get up. That's what they did with Tyler Murray, yeah. hoping to get him up to 200. And so Bryce Young would go in there like, and everybody like, what is he? He'll, unlike the NBA who measures them in tennis shoes because they play in tennis shoes. Right. Uh, they do it barefoot, even though they don't play in barefoot, but they're, they think he's closer to 5'10 than 6 foot and he better be somewhere at least 195 to 200. But if it's Bryce Young and D'Amico Ryans and they, and D'Amico gets a real good, Proven coordinator and play caller, I think the fan base they won't lose a fan base. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be a little reinvigorated. All right, my last one, John, somebody who didn't even play today, it's Davis Mills, and here's why. This was a winnable game, and Davis Mills, if Davis Mills could have just kept his job, like look at what his backup <laughs> is, John. Like look at look at what Davis Mills' backup is. We've now gotten a taste of what Kyle Allen is in in NFL games in a Texans uniform. That's the bar he had to clear to be able to just keep his job. This was such a winnable game today, John, such a winnable game that I do feel like in the eyes of the fan base, and we know how fan conscious the Texans are right now, that at least in the eyes of some within the Texans, maybe not Casario because he's he's not operating on emotion, but Davis Mills, because he couldn't keep his job, more than 11 weeks into this season when the bar was so low for him to just keep the thing. I mean, they handed it to him. They handed him a captaincy. If he could have just kept his job, John, his B-minus game probably wins this game today. And then Davis has a really, truly kind of feel-good thing that he beats Deshaun Watson. So my stock down is Davis Mills because, son, you can't even keep your job through 11 weeks with Kyle (laughs) Allen as your main competition. And because of that, you missed out on an opportunity to actually win over some hearts and minds. Maybe not as much, maybe not enough to where people then see him as the starter next year or even are giving him a chance in these last five games to earn that, that, that spot. But at least maybe, you know, in that sort of wing of quarterbacks that the Texans have had, like TJ, like, uh, TJ Yates, you know, who, who won a playoff game and, and won the occasional Bengals game and is beloved for just that one little niche. If, if, if Davis Mills could have been the guy that beat Deshaun Watson in his return to NRG stadium, then he gets the, I'm going to buy that guy a drink treatment because of that Deshaun Watson game back in week 13. But alas, no, Davis, not good enough to hold his job. And Davis Mills didn't hold his job because he coached terribly by Pep Hamilton because offense and his game plan and his play calls. I love it. Uh, John, your, your vendetta with Pep Hamilton is uh, fun for me because I share the same feelings as you do. He's just so bad. That he is he's the he worst. He got fired in November of 2015 his offensive coordinator and play coordinator and play caller when Andrew Luck was his quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? 